Hello, hello and welcome to Small Screen Stories. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I well, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got Warner Media, we've got Jason Keeler, we've got the we've got what else? We've got Loki. We've got all sorts of the bad batch as well we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, I hope you guys are all doing very well. And uh, it's just I'm on my own today, but Clint will be joining us in a, in a bit. And uh, yeah, Sean Harrigan is already in the chat saying Keeler's running out with a bomb trying to get rid of it before it blows up. Uh, but oh, there's birds. I mean, that does sound pretty. Uh, that sounds like something else, doesn't it? I think it sounds a bit like this, doesn't it? Yes, I think it does. <laughs> I think that's what you're alluding to. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's just me tonight. As I said, there's no James, uh, so I'm going to be doing, trying to be doing the um, everything. Really, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? And then Reese seventy five is in the chat, and he says hello there. So I will try and bring that up for you, Reese. Uh, I've got to go through all of these. <laughs> this is this is difficult to do whilst I'm also trying to actually talk. But I will get that up for you uh, once I find the clip. And here it is. Hello there. Hello there. I'm now jamesing myself. I think that's a, that's what it's called. Yeah. So as I said, uh, we will be talking about Jason Keeler and possibly leaving uh, Warner Media. That was a, a an article that was put out today at, uh, in the Hollywood Reporter. And we'll also we'll also be going over. Maybe we'll be possibly doing some reviews. We will be doing a short review of the Bad Batch episode seven and Loki as well, which uh, I think we'll be taking. We'll be spending a lot of time on loki and we've also got uh, leroy kong in the chat i hope you guys are very i hope you're very well leroy he says hello great live all these clowns at warner brothers should all go yes well it looks like they probably will do they they probably will be going at some point uh in the in the not so distant future and reese says uh just play every clip so you know which one's which <laughs> and you know i probably will have to do that yeah yeah there you go you know i'm jamesing myself and um, I hope so. Yeah, I hope you guys are doing very well. And let's. I think. Uh, I think what I'm going to be doing is uh, starting off, uh, kind of going over what happened. What why people think Jason Keeler might be leaving. And actually, Lords of the Long Box says a low low key review of Loki, possibly, possibly. And Dan Ziggs in the comments saying, uh, "Good evening, Edward. Miss missed you, buddy. Thank you very much, Dan. We missed you too." And Roberta Bobby Anderson's also in the chat and says, "Hello, uh, hello to you, Roberta. I hope you're doing well." And uh, Reese is here saying, "Have you watched Sweet Tooth yet?" Yes, I have, and I love that show. It's actually, I, I would say, it's probably one of my favorite shows of the year so far. And I'm sorry if I'm rather disheveled. Uh, it's very hot here in France. It's really, really hot. Uh, so I do apologize about that. I probably should have uh, should have done something beforehand. But you know what? I wanted to get I wanted to get this show on the road as quickly as possible. And Leroy uh, Leroy Kong says Loki is awesome. Now uh, I will probably talk about that in more detail when Clint's on the show. But yeah, Loki. Now was Loki awesome? Hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'd say it was awesome. It was interesting. I think is 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 the word I, I would I would use. It was promising. I think is is a word I would use. I got I got a weird impression that the show was almost like it was almost like a stage play, in a weird way. Uh, I really felt that it was um, it was like a double hander uh, for most of it between Tom Hiddleston, who's brilliant as Loki, always has been brilliant as Loki. 
And uh, and actually, Owen Wilson, who I thought was really good in this episode, I thought Owen Wilson was fantastic, and uh, and someone that you know, I'm I'm just really really happy that um, <laughs> I'm really really happy that that they cast him in the role. I think he's fantastic in that role. And uh, and here he says, uh, Danzig does say it's hot in the UK. Shot, shocker, yeah, it's it's actually really hot, and uh, especially at the moment. So I do I do apologise for the way I am looking. I'm rather embarrassed about it actually. Uh, Re seventy five says that cliffhanger though for Sweet Tooth. I loved every episode. Ended up staying up all night watching them after last week's live stream. Yeah, and. Uh, it looks like Sweet Tooth season two is happening. Uh, that's uh, that was something that uh, I think I yeah posted on the site, and I have to say I was I am a massive fan of the comics. First off, I think the they're much much darker than what they ended up going with in, in the actual show, but I think the show in itself is just it's just really good on its own. It's a really good show. And uh, I like the fact that they made it a bit more kind of kid-friendly because I wouldn't say the comics are very kid-friendly at all. Uh, but there's something about the show uh, as a mosquito goes past my uh, my camera. Yeah, it is really hot here. Uh, yeah, and it's it's something that um, that I think they did really well. They did really well changing changing the the tone of the story, fitting it for a more. I mean, it, they, Netflix obviously wanted to make this more for kids, and you can really see that when you watch watch the show. So I really, I really, really think, and yeah, and Teresa says the beginning reminded me a bit of uh, Zach's Dawn of the Dead, and that's that's interesting. Actually, that's a good thing. I, that's a good thing to point out. I never really thought about it. It's interesting watching something that's about a pandemic, uh, <laughs> watching it now. So I do believe it was shot probably right at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm gonna have to get a towel. I'm sorry, because I am that hot. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> It's really hot here, guys. So hot. It's like 30 degrees, which in, I mean, I'm not sure how much it, if it, I mean, that's centigrade. So I'm not sure how much that is in Fahrenheit. It's hot and it's unusual for France. Uh, yeah. So it's one of, it's one of those shows that I think if you haven't checked it out, I really do. I would suggest you go and check it out now. But one of, one of the things that I think uh, uh, that we really need to get onto right now is this news about Jason Keeler. And uh, one person that will probably be actually a lot of help in answering some some of your questions is this man here, Clint Baker. Hey, hey, you hey! What's happening, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm very hot. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's the worst. Uh, being he- being hot is the worst. Um, <laughs> We're going through a mini heat wave here, and it's like 33 degrees. It was 33 degrees here, which is a lot in in. I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. I'm going to be honest. It's just very hot, and yeah, it's, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm sure you're used to it living in Texas. We're not I, used to it living here in France. <laughs> one time, one time I was in Germany, and it was uh, in Berlin, and it was f- like 40 degrees. Yeah, it gets. It, yeah, it was miserable. It was, of course, the first time I decided to go to Europe. It's it was ridiculously hot. But yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the weird thing is that Europe doesn't always, depending on where you're at, doesn't have the infrastructure for for that. Like fan, like we have ceiling fans everywhere you go. Yeah. You go to the store, you walk in, and it's super cold, and then you walk out and you sweat for a few seconds you get in your car and you got the air conditioner but in europe it's like you're just hot wherever you go yeah. so i i really feel for you right now man i wanted to open a am <laughs> uh, sorry i just drank a red bull but i wanted to open a, a, a fan store in europe for when it gets hot and and get rich on that so 
Okay, that I'm would done. do re- that. That would do really, really well. <laughs> that would do really well. Trust me. I need. I, I need one now. But you can't have a fan going during a live stream. I've got uh, one but... going right now. <laughs> right, right above oh, well, me, I, I have a fan going. Uh, yeah. That's prob- that's probably better. My my one is by- behind me, and honestly, it would sound terrible. So no, I'm not. I'm not going to start putting that on. I'm just going to have to sweat, and you guys are going to have to to deal with it. I'm sorry about that, guys. But, it's because uh... he it's because he loves you guys. This is he's doing. He's he's putting himself <laughs> in misery for you guys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But uh, one one thing I really wanted to talk to you tonight about was uh, was the the whole. Actually, this was an article that you sent me uh, yeah. uh, from the Hollywood Reporter, uh, and I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it yet. And I was I was really I was, oh, there's so much in this article. So to to kickstart it, it uh, the article is basically suggesting that Jason Kilos on his way out of Warner Media, and this is uh, this happens ever since this this is kind of an ongoing ever since. Uh, the merger between Warner Media and Discovery, and they became one of the worst named companies in the world in Warner Bros. <laughs> Warner Bros. Discovery. It's it's a terrible name. Uh, it's still not finalized yet, but uh, the new CEO uh, David uh, Zaz- Zaslav is that how you say his name? Zaslav. David Zaslav. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so thought, he's. I- I thought it should be Disco- uh, Discover Brothers. What I mean, you know, but <laughs> oh, that's that's <laughs> but, so much better. <laughs> nobody asks me, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, but that's a much better name. <laughs> that's that they should listen to you, Clint. Everyone should listen to Clint. Uh, but yeah, basically, it, he he's now in charge, uh, which is going to be difficult for Jason Keeler, who is the CEO of Warner Media. So where does that put him? And um, sources close to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, or actually close to Zaslav himself, told The Hollywood Reporter his singular focus is getting the deal approved quickly. He's spending his time on how he could get it done in less than a year. He feels the company in flux is not good. And then the article went on to say that through Zaslav, uh, Zaslav can't make personnel decisions. The consensus among the industry observers is that once the deal closes, Warner Media CEO Jason Keeler will depart, and Warner Media Studios uh, CEO Ansanoff may go too. Which I'm pretty sure a lot of Snyderverse fans would be <laughs> very happy to hear. What do you yeah. make of this news? Yeah, <laughs> excitement, man. Uh, I I think it's uh, I think it would be. I was, I was kind of daydreaming about it. I sent you this article, and I was halfway watching TV and then just kind of grazing over different stuff. And I go, oh. and then all of a sudden I said, whoa, this is cool. I really started focusing on this. And I was thinking about it, and I was trying to think, if I was working in Warner Brothers, where would my mindset be? Would it be like, there's two ways. You could either be like, hey, I'm going to do a really good job so that maybe I won't get axed when this uh, thing goes through. Or yeah. you could also be like, we're all getting fired anyway, so who cares? You know what I mean? Like, like, what's the point? Like, uh, and I feel like everyone's just tapping their foot, waiting for the bell to ring so they can get out of there. You know, like, uh, uh, it's it's weird. Also, it's like, like, you know. People live for their work. Most people, you know, they love their families and stuff. But but what you do at work to feel fulfilled in life, you have to feel like you're producing and getting somewhere. Well, maybe half of the people out there just go kind of zone out like an office space. But but uh, but but I mean, uh, like these creatives and these people that are competitive people that move up in the ranks. Like, how do you go to work every day with uncertainty of the future? You know, and something that takes a year because a bunch of red tape and, and, and uh, stuff, it's like, that would be really tough. And it's like, if I do anything, 
I could just get fired and some new guy's going to come in. And whenever a new person comes in, they want to uh, establish dominance and flex their muscles. So they change everything. It's just how human beings are. So it's yeah. really weird. And it makes me wonder what's going to happen. Uh, you know, you might get a new guy that comes in and says, we're, we're doing the Snyderverse just to show that I'm the new boss in town. You know what I mean? And, and like, who knows? Like, uh, who knows what's going to happen? I, I just heard millions of, of uh, voices scream in excitement when I said that. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, that's just that's just how it is. So this is complete uncertainty. And uh, man, I've never talked. Uh, I've never spoken for this long without a clip interrupting me. This is weird. But no, I miss James already. But I miss yeah. I, I miss the applause that I'm not going to get here in a minute. But it's. <laughs> but no, no, but it's it's a weird situation to be in for sure. Go ahead. I didn't mean to ramble so long. No, but you're completely right. It's such a weird situation to be in. But weirdly enough, like AT&T kind of did the same thing. They kind of came in and they, they were like, we're going to green light the, the Snyderverse and kind of go over everybody. Uh, this the, One of the things about Jason Keeler that's kind of a bit... I feel for the guy because I actually think he's actually not done a terrible job. There, there were there were elements of, of his time... I mean, he's still technically there, but there were the whole putting the all the movies out onto HBO Max um, was something that you know a lot of especially filmmakers didn't appreciate and that was a Keeler decision but again it probably wasn't his decision to 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 do it to kind of make to do it the way they did it uh, I, I mean I'm not sure how, how much of that he was really involved with especially just the awful PR nightmare that came after that I'm not sure how much of that was down to is, him is he the one that came from Hulu? Yes, he is. That's that's okay. uh, he yeah. was he was at, he was at Hulu originally, and uh, he did a really good job there. And then he went over. He was brought in by um, Stanky, which is such a terrible name. Uh, <laughs> he's the executive over AT and T. But I really do think that I just looking for as an out. Like I have been asking around about this, but again, I I haven't really been able to get any kind of solid information of what's going on. But it does sound a lot to me like it's it's just a butting of heads between Keela and Zaslav, which makes sense because they're both people that want to be at the very top of the companies they work at. And um, I mean, it looks to me as though they actually, they have similar visions, but you know, they're both, it's, it's, a th it's, it's difficult. You don't, you don't want to be the CEO of a company and then have someone come in and be basically above you. It's not really what you're aiming for. So I think he might be looking, he might be looking elsewhere. And as for Ansanov, uh, I I really do think she's gone. I think I think as yeah. soon as they can, I think he'll be getting. I think Zaslav will be getting rid of her because she's done terribly in that position, uh, and it's a position that's a very well. It's it's a weird position she, that she was put in. It was a made up one. There was never a, a Warner Media Studio CEO. What it just doesn't make any sense. That technically means she's in charge of Warner Brothers. But I mean, I I think a lot of people would be very happy to see the back of her, especially. What what do you think? It's what's such a it's such a convoluted, uh, huge departmental company. Like so many departments stuck together. Who's in charge? Who's overseeing what? Whose thing bleeds over into another thing? Like okay, we got yeah. Batman in the theater, but also on on a streaming service. You're in charge of the streaming service. You're in charge, and now we got things coming out in the in the theater and on on a streaming service at the same time uh, because this guy over here says so. So then you got Casey Bloy's chief uh, content officer of 
HBO. I just like saying his name, but Casey it's like it, it's it's such a it's such a mess. But uh, again, I I like to imagine what it would be like to be in their positions to to try mm. and understand. Um, and I was thinking, and I was ta- I spoke about this on uh, on a streaming wars video that I did on my own channel. Uh, that was a self- shameless plug, but I uh, that's um, fine. uh and i've thought about this and i was like casey i mean not not casey boys but uh jason keelar he came in and he's kind of a maverick he's changing Mm. the thing and it's like uh great things happen when innovators and people that go against the grain and take risks uh when people do that great things happen and that's the kind of guy that this guy is i think i don't think he's necessarily that bad um no just because he pissed everyone off, he was uh, because here's the deal. He was in a, a time in history that's never been seen before. I mean, like all kinds of things have changed. The 90 day to 45 day window of when things are going to be in the theater to streaming. There's all kinds of new things that have come out about this. There's all kinds of companies that have gone broke and all sorts of things. And uh, and you had uh, Warner Brothers, which is cash poor, uh, hemorrhaging money and AT&T spent all of this money, billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars on all this stuff. And then all of a sudden this random occurrence happened and they don't get any return on any of that. So now they're, they're losing, they're losing their butts. That's why they sold it in the first place because they're like, you know what? It's going to cost so much to create content for these new streaming things. We can't afford to mess with this. We've already lost too much money. Let's just get back to phones. You know what I mean? And and yeah. so and 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 internet service and quit messing. That's why they sold it in the first place. But so you got this guy, Keylar, comes in here and he says, Okay, look, we don't have movie theaters right now. And at the time, like now movie theaters are starting to open up and and you know you've got Quiet Place 2 uh kicking the door open um after Kong or uh, and and yeah. Godzilla did and all that things are starting to snowball into uh into like like uh theater sales and stuff yeah. but uh, um at the time you didn't have anything like that it's just like okay what do i do what if this thing i thought the 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 pandemic was going to last a month and then everything would be back to normal and it's been <laughs> a year you know what i mean like we all did nobody yeah. nobody knew so this guy is put in this position he's like okay well i don't have money there i got to do something um i have a lot of experience in streaming how can i get more subscribers i don't even have the infrastructure of of, of international yet i've just got uh, the united states what can i do what can we do there's everyone is 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 cranking on stuff disney's kicking our ass with really good stuff uh netflix has been the king and like what what do we do here and so he says you know what these movies aren't making any money anyway uh people are scared to go to the theater let's just release them online at least we'll get some money on in subscriptions maybe and you yeah. know and there's been two different times uh, recently that that instead of uh, instead of going to to the see uh, recently a quiet place too. Well, you know, mm. I watched it at home, and and for the price of a movie ticket, you get a month's service. So it's like, I mean, it's a good it's good for the customer. And yeah, it's a big loss. Yes, you're throwing a bunch of money on the table, but like at that point this pandemic could have lasted two years. You know what I mean? He, d- he doesn't yeah. know. So he's just made a gamble. And I'm again, I'm rambling, but this guy's taking a risk. And if it had worked and they'd made a ton of money and gotten more subs and all that, um, maybe he would have been looked at as, as a hero. You know what I mean? If the pandemic lasted another year and nothing came of it, he would have probably been looked at as, as a hero. I think, I think but, but, if it but, worked, 
Yeah, but don't you think they will they will look at him as being actually quite successful anyway? Because yeah. like HBO Max has has done really good numbers considering it's not available in a lot of different countries around the world. And the I mean the the fact of the matter is I mean we posted this on small screen last week I think is that the the Zack Snyder's Justice League is the is the highest performing movie on HBO Max. It's that comes from Flix Patrol. Again, their metrics are a bit a bit weird because they do try and they, they look at a lot of different things. It's not really it's not solely based on views, but it's actually the closest metric we have to any sort of actual metric on what on how well things are doing on streaming services. It's the only one that does anything really, I think, half decent on it. Uh, I, I, I mean, we have seen things come out from other places like uh, uh, Samba TV and stuff, but that's actually very much US focused and uh, doesn't doesn't really take into account worldwide uh, like how, how how well things are doing worldwide and stuff like that and there are also caveats to that as well but he he is someone that really came in and and i think change hbo max wouldn't be where it is today without him without True, Keeler. Hey, who who's the guy i don't have my notes in front of me with with the yeah. with the with the exact names uh the guy used to be at new line who was above who was above uh uh walter hamana Toby, Toby Emmerich. I think yeah. he's the one who's actually approved the uh, who actually approved the Snyderverse thing. I've read an article where where uh, uh, Snyder said that he called him and that they went yes, and they yeah, talked yeah. and discussed it. So I mean, Keylar Keylar's going to get some credit for for the Snyderverse, but uh, let's uh, make sure uh, Toby Emmerich gets his his due on that one. But um, anyway, go yeah, ahead. I didn't interrupt you. No, you you are right. Emmerich, Emmerich was the one that that reached out to Snyder, uh, but again, we I mean this this is. Snyder said a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's difficult to keep track of what of, uh, of some of the stuff he says, but I, I really do. I, I do think that I wouldn't worry. Uh, I, I don't think Kila is worried about his his future. Really, I think he'll he'll go into another job and he'll do fine there. I actually think someone like Ansanoff might be a bit more worried about it because she's literally got nothing to show out of her time at, at Warner at Warner Media. I also wonder. I do wonder about Walter Hamada's position moving forward because. He's really not had a win. Like, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully for him, like the Batman will do well because. Uh, and we were looking at it the other day. Like, he's not actually down as an ex- executive producer on many on on lots of the movies. Most of the ones he's down on are the James Wan films, and then like uh, Blue Beetle and uh, Our Man is the other one that he's attached to. What's going to happen to those movies after this? Who knows? The, like, really, real, who knows? The real question is: Is Toby Emmerich gonna gonna uh, be out of there? Or is I think I think he's gone. I, I think he's gone. There, because if he there. if if he's gone, then you might lose Walter Hamada because there mm. that's his that's his buddy. That's like his he's like his mentor. He he yeah. worked under him at at at, uh, at New Line Cinema, and then over here he put him in place over there. So it's mm. it's uh so which is something I thought was interesting. I was like, oh. That's his. That's his guy. Okay, Walter Hamada yeah. is his guy. So, so, uh, like that guy shelters shelters uh, Hamada. I think, and you know, they've worked together for years. It, 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 it the very least, they're buddies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. I know, I, I'll bet you, uh, nothing's gonna really happen until uh, not much until the 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 transfer to of power and the and the new money comes in. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, like, like they canceled the the. Uh, the trench and the other thing that they were doing. So. Yeah, they cancelled uh, Ava DuVernay's uh, New Gods film as well, yes, which was yes, another. Yes. They're two uh, Walter Hamada productions that that he that he greenlit, and things that he was very excited for. But I mean, 
honestly, yeah, you, you are right. Nothing's going to really happen until this deal officially goes through. So Zaslav is obviously trying to get this to go as as quick to go as quickly as possible because he wants. I suppose he wants to just get to work ASAP. Really, for him, it's really important. They obviously see this as a huge investment, as something that's got huge potential, which it does. Warner Brothers is is one of the biggest movie studios left after Amazon's uh, purchase of MGM Studios. It's a really interesting time in Hollywood right now. D- things are really happening, and uh, and it, I wouldn't have predicted uh, a lot of it, to be honest, uh, before the pandemic, but I think the pandemic's really, really changed things as well. I do wonder about that. But let's have a look at what some of the people are saying in the comments. We've got uh, Mikey, uh, sorry, Danzig says, Mikey Sutton has renamed Zaz- uh, Zaslav to Lava Man. Actually, <laughs> I didn't know that. And he also says, Sarnoff leaving sounds like a win-win. <laughs> of course it does. We all know what you mean there, Dan. I'm not going to bring up the uh, clip because it's going to take me too long to try and find it. Uh, Leroy Kong says they should clean house, get rid of all these clowns. Uh, so a lot of people uh, really want these people gone. Um, Danzig then says, Hamada is having a fire sale and putting his upcoming slate on HBO Max. Blue Beetle, Batgirl, maybe Zatanna and Our Man. Yeah, it looks very <laughs> much like that way. And then Sean Harrigan says it's going to be a long year. It is going to be a long year. It's going to be a long year to see what happens because a lot of these productions are going to be put in limbo now because, I mean, if you're involved in them and you've got this merger going through, it's like, well, do we go ahead with it or what's going to happen when Discovery eventually does become basic? What's going to happen is I think it's, it's, David Zaslav is going to be in charge of everything and what's going to happen once he really starts getting in, getting full power and official Phil Millen, Phil Millen, I think I think that's how you say it. Uh, the Flash 2022 movie has gotten pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes, yeah, probably. Um, that that's that's yes. I mean, it's that's a movie happening. that's coming out. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. So that that's that's the one that's happening. And then Danzig says uh, Keela feels like the full guy. I agree. I really do agree on that. And Reese 75 says Toby was forced <laughs> by AT and T to call Zach and approve it possibly possibly the case yeah that po- possibly was what happened i mean the the going story is that this is an at&t thing that the 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 snyderverse was something they very much they really wanted to happen but it has been said that toby emmerich did call snyder so that that is something that's out there and leroy kong then says walter hermada should go and he adds with the flash will fail <laughs> i don't know i don't think it will i think the flash will actually do really it's well. gonna be good based and and I, I think based on Michael Keaton being in it alone, I think it's going to do really well. Uh, and then Danzig adds, uh, I think Zaslav will want to put his own stamp on Warner Brothers and clear the board. I, I agree. I think he's going to want to get his own people in as well. That's what tends to happen when people uh, new people take over. They tend to just get rid and bring in their own team. Uh, and then Leroy Kong says, they are all cowards and clowns. He's very, he's, <laughs> Leroy is very, <laughs> he's got his messaging. <laughs> And then Reese says, uh, has Clint seen Sweet Tooth? I don't know. Have you seen Sweet Tooth? And I liked it. Weird. No, I'm I'm, I'm just I've seen the first two episodes and I need and I need to get in and and watch the uh, the rest of it. But so far, I've I've really enjoyed it. It's really good, Clint. You're not you're not wrong there. And honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, Clint. I think you're pretty much spot on on all the things you like. I, th- yeah. I think you I think you, you you have this rather disingenuous uh like people say oh Clint just likes everything I don't think that's uh, necessarily true I think you just like good stuff Clint that's fine here's um, the secret I, Dan- I, typ- I typically just talk <laughs> about stuff that I like I don't waste time with things exactly I don't like for exactly. the most part <laughs> for the most part uh 
Danzig says, thoughts on the merger completing sooner than 12 months. I personally don't think it will happen because that these things take time. And not only that, you have to, it, it gets quite political, uh, especially in this sense, because it's the same with the Amazon uh purchase of mgm studios that'll take a while to happen uh because um governments hate monopolies and they don't they they don't they especially with what's going on in hollywood it seems like most of the studios are being owned by the same three companies kind of um i mean apple still hasn't come in to buy one yet which is quite surprising but uh now that amazon's involved it looks very much like tech is going to get very involved big tech is going to get very involved in um in hollywood I read an article. Uh, I glazed over an article. That means I was falling asleep. Uh, but but yeah. uh, about uh, some uh, people thinking Lionsgate might be the next big the next big acquisition. But I I didn't read uh, in detail enough to really speak about it. But but that's a prediction. Is is Lionsgate's going to be the big the big one? That uh, that would be an interesting one because they've mm-hmm. got a lot of a lot of big franchises. Like Lionsgate was actually the YA like studio for a very long time because they did all the um Lionsgate did all the Hunger Games movies and made a lot of money out of those and they're a big company though I'm pretty I'm surprised that I mean maybe maybe that's the one Apple wanted all along I'm pretty sure Apple will end up going like buying up one of these studios yeah at some point especially now that Amazon's bought one so I think that that won't. I think that might happen pretty soon. Actually, as far as Warner Bros. Discovery is concerned, I think we're not going to see this really become a thing, like an official thing, until like at least 2023. I think it might take that long. But uh, yeah, it's all about politics. And as Sean says, politics palooza. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Discover Brothers. And then Brothers. Dan says, <laughs> Discover Brothers is a much better name, Clint. <laughs> you should you should you should be in their PR department. Um, Dan Zig says, "I'm surprised Sony has not been sold off. Sony, Sony does really well. <laughs> like so, Sony's very with the with the the Marvel deal. Uh, as I'm being attacked by mosquitoes, with the the Marvel deal that what that they did, which was actually a genius deal on their behalf, because they literally get all of the profits of the of the Spider-Man movies and get Marvel to make it for them." It's like just so that Marvel can use Spider-Man in in yeah. Avengers movies. It was a fantastic deal. They then did this even better deal with Netflix, where they were like, "Yeah, you can have the movies exclusively for an exclu." They have an exclusivity window in the U.S. alone, and it was over a billion dollars. And and then they went and did another deal with Disney Plus. <laughs> not, not, not only that, but it's only a limited amount of time. I, I, uh, yeah, I want to say thirteen months. I might be off, but and then after that, they can l- license it out to somebody else. But but they they give uh, Netflix the option. They're like, cool, you get it for this long. Do you still want it? You got to pay me again. And, uh, and then if yeah. they don't want it, then they go sell it to somebody else. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. Sony has literally, out of all this, they've done such good dealings during the pandemic because they were very much like, we're not really we're not releasing anything. Like we're just going to push everything back. And then now, like the slate they've got is really really impressive like venom 2 looks i think looks really good i think morbius looks really good oh yeah and then they've got the spider-man movies coming out and then they'll have all these other spider-man films that they'll make after that honestly they've done so well they've done so well out of just owning literally one property and um they're i'm i'm just very impressed with them especially after what happened with the whole hacking thing with north korea and all that all that business they've come out of that 
they've done really, really well. Uh, and then people are saying that Sony should hear every uh, uh, 75 says Sony should start their own streaming service. No, no, they shouldn't because they're making a shit ton of money out the other ones. <laughs> It would it would be detrimental uh, for Sony to go ahead and start their own one because they'd have to spend it's it costs it so turns. much money, so much money to start a streaming service. They don't care. They're just going to do deals with the other ones. They can deal with anybody. They can deal with Netflix. They can deal with Disney. They can deal with Amazon. Then they do, and they make a lot of money out of it. So no, they're they're fine. They're 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 doing all right. I wouldn't worry about Sony. And then Dan says, I'm just hoping they renew their deal with Disney. Oh, they'll renew that deal. They're, they will renew that deal with Disney. And they will probably come out of it even with even more money than they did beforehand. They're just, they're because, just print, printing money for them. Just, yeah. They're just making money. They really are. And, and they print, they're, print, they're, they're being incredibly smart because they know how important Spider-Man is to, to, to Marvel. I've, I, I actually... We do mention a, another show quite a lot. It's the, it's the John Campier show uh, that we both we we are both fans of, and yes. we both listen to John. Um, he did say something the other day that I w- I kind of disagreed with. He said that um, that that Disney doesn't care about Spider Man, and I was a bit like, no, that's wrong. Like Disney did everything they could yeah. to get Spider Man back, like, and they couldn't. Because the company that owns Spider, the, the movie rights to Spider Man, is very, very clever, and they're not they're not worried about money. Like they they know how much power they have. They know that they made a really good deal when they went for the Spider when when Marvel was selling off all their properties, their movie, the, the you know the movie rights to their IP. Sony went in straight for Spider Man and knew that was the one they wanted. Fox were messing around with all the X Men, and you know they did pretty well out of that. But to be honest. Compare it to Spider Man, yeah. It's second. It's second rate compared to Spider Man. Let's be honest. Spider Man is like is like Batman for DC. It's like you 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 can have mm. a mil, You can have a whole bunch of the same movie re released over and over again, and people are going to still go see it. They just love that character. You know what I mean? How many how yeah. many Spider Man reboots? How many Batman Batman reboots have we had? You know what I mean? Nobody cares. We're yeah. still going to go see it. Um, I wonder what the context was on what he was talking about because you know um. There could be that he could have the thought like, uh, well, they've they've already they needed to have Spider-Man appear uh, with the Avengers and be in this universe. Now that they've gotten that out of the way, they can move on to other things. Was that what he what he meant? Yeah. Or, or I think I think it was more to do with the parks um, because they recently opened was it Avengers Campus uh, in oh, Disneyland, yeah. uh, Florida. And they opened it with a big Spider-Man thing. They had Spider-Man come out and then people like, oh, but, you know, well, the, technically, though, Disney can do whatever the hell they want with the character as far as their parks are concerned. All that Sony owns are the movie rights. And um, and actually, any merchandising as well, I do believe that goes direct to Marvel Studios, merchandising stuff. So like toys and stuff like that. That's, that's still all Marvel. Anything that's probably movie-related, like specifically to the films, is probably shared between uh, Marvel and, and Sony. But then again, I'm not sure about that. I'd have to look into that. But I do know that anything that it's like the animated Spider-Man series stuff and the Spider-Man figurines and all that sort. That is all Marvel, 100%. That is all Marvel. And that makes a heck of a lot of money for them. But yeah, they even, they even did... had the actor. The actor went out there at the at the campus. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, well, it was it was Paul Rudd was was there to open it with Anthony Mackie. I d- I didn't see Tom Holland. I he saw yeah, Tom. Uh, uh, Tom Holland was there. I had I saw a uh, video, and these kids were all like taking pictures with the guy, and they didn't know it was him. Yeah. And he was posing, and then at the end, he took the mask off, and everybody lost their mind. It was. Oh, that's cool. so cool. That's yeah, so very cool. cool. Oh, that. But this this is. But then that that goes to the just to show how important having Spider-Man in their movies is because like kids just love Spider-Man and they know, they know that was them that for me, that was, I remember thinking back to watching uh, Captain America civil war for me, the fact that Spider-Man was in, it was the main reason I was going to see that film. Like I did, I did want to see it regardless, but I was like, Spider-Man's in this. Yes, I'm in. You know, and that was very much uh, that was for me. Spider Man was massive. I can tell you for Dan Zeke, he's massive as well because it has literally his icon. So mm-hmm. you know, and it's the TV version of Spider Man, which I love as well. Uh, so let's get let's dip into the comments a bit before we move on. Uh, official Filmanen says, "I think Andy Muschietti is going to make a good The Flash movie." I I think we both agree, don't we, Clint? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then Reese seventy five says Disney cares about the Spider Man name, but not about his legacy and what he stands for. Hmm. I mean, I think Marvel does. Marvel. I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige does. Now Disney's another thing. Disney. We we spoke about Disney before, didn't we, Clint? They are very much becoming a numbers uh, company nowadays, which is un- uh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. Uh, and yes, and that's they're basically being run by marketing people. So you might have a point there. But as far as Marvel Studios is concerned and Kevin Feige, I do genuinely think that they do care about the legacy of Spider-Man. The fact that they got the casting right uh, on the... I, honestly, I'd say they got the casting right on the third time, you know? Because I think I think Tom Holland's a, a, never, a better overall Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were. Uh, that, that's my personal take. I, I, don't know I, absolute, I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, He's got the uh, uh, the squealy voice. He's got the teenager feel, you know, about him. Um, and he he's just like he's just likable. I mean, casting is. Yeah. Uh, I, Toby McGuire was good when when he came out for that, but uh, and he's got an innocent uh, way about him. But uh, but I feel I feel like uh, I think our current Spider Man's probably the best one. Tom Holland's probably the best. I think there are ele- there are elements of all the Spider-Man that I really do like. I like Tobey. I actually think Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker is probably the best Peter Parker because he's got that kind of geeky vibe. But he never gets out of that. He's a bit in a way he's a bit too much of a victim. And uh, and then Andrew Garfield was just too much of a dick. Let's be honest. Yeah. If you really watch those movies, <laughs> I like him, but he's, he's a good crap. actor. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> the character, the character he plays, he's just too nasty. And too cool for school, and looks way too old as well. <laughs> uh, Tom Holland has a has a kind of like a surprised innocence about him. You know, I mean, like oh, like oh, 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 crap. You know, uh, about yeah. him all the time, and it's it's endearing. You know, yeah. And then Leroy Kong uh, doesn't hold back and says John Campier is a hack. Everyone is uh, entitled to their opinion, Leroy. I, I've been uh, a big John Campier fan for quite some time. I enjoy there are his elements show. of his show. Yeah. 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 As the show goes, I quite like it. Uh, Disney needs to renew the Spider-Man deal for 10 new Spider-Man movies from Sony. I'm pretty sure they'd love to. <laughs> Whether or not it's going to happen is another thing. We have to talk to Sony about that. Uh, the merchandise revenue is enough for Disney to want Spider-Man, says Dan Zig. I th- yes, that's that's right. And uh, he then says, yep, Disney owns the animated rights and merchandise rights. And then Leroy steps in with, Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man. So, Leroy, 
That yes, that's fine. And I, I respectfully disagree, but please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, yes, and go on, Clint. Uh, it's it's always funny to me. Um, you know, I'm a little older than you are, and uh, that's not what's funny. But what's funny is when you think <laughs> when you think about it, it's it's interesting to me. Like I was thinking about um, Star Wars, and I mm. grew up. Uh, I was little, but I saw Empire in the theater. You know what I mean? And I grew up with Star yeah. Wars. And then, uh, and I remember when they re-released them in the 90s. And then I remember when they released the prequels. And the, the prequels came out and everyone went nuts and and like dogged them. And they're like, oh, these are terrible. The, the, the old stuff is the good stuff. This stuff sucks. And then and then you fast forward uh, years. And then, then the sequel trilogy comes out and everyone now as a grown-up and the kids that grew up with the star with with the with the uh prequels you know or like what like star wars theories age and stuff like those people mm. are like oh yeah i hold the pre the prequels sacred uh this new st and and they don't say this but i mean like a lot of people are like oh the new sequel trilogy is crap and and it's interesting to me it's like 15 years from now there's some little kids that like my nephew's age who love kylo ren and all the stuff that's happening now and in 15 oh, yeah, years yeah. they're gonna say dude the kylo ren's the best villain all this new crap that's happening is blah and it, it this uh this talk about andrew garfield reminds me of of that it's like everyone what? is gonna hold their spider-man as the best spider-man you know what i mean it's it's really it's I really funny. and i can i completely get it and you can you're right you can literally just look at james bond for an example mm -hmm. like most people i mean my dad for instance is like sean connery the best there's there's no you know n there's no comparison you can't you know end of discussion and i'm like i always like pierce brosnan I, <laughs> you know and it, you know that was <laughs> i grew up with roger moore like to me i was like yeah. sean connery pff, my dad likes him so i guess he's cool but <laughs> roger moore is the best bond and then <laughs> and then you had timothy dalton and and uh and, yeah. you know and the, the other ones came and i'm like ah eh, these guys are no roger moore but i guess they're all right these are cool effects you know um to, it's really funny yeah we all hold our own things sacred you know and it's hard to accept so, new yeah. things but sometimes you just got to accept that tom holland is better than than uh andrew garfield mm -hmm. Just kidding! Don't don't, think, yeah. don't change channels. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you are. I think it's a it's a it's a nostalgia thing, isn't it? It's a, yeah. People like to to remember things in their in their childhoods, and for many people, I mean, for me, my childhood was Tobey Maguire. That was the first Biden man I, I ever watched, and then Andrew Garfield came along, and I honestly, I thought those films were horrendous. I thought they were so bad, but he was good in it. I thought I the thought best part was... of Spider Man was him. He was good. The movies were bad. He's a great actor. Yeah. Like he's a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, but the movies were not the not the best. Um, uh, so Clint I'm doesn't like to speak negatively. But... Bloody mosquito. <laughs> uh -oh. yeah. if, it's, if it's a um, bloody mosquito, it means it just bit you. Yeah, probably. Uh, but uh, no, I, yeah, you are completely right. It's like everyone will love what they what they got to watch when they were kids. Again, I I I mean, there are. I hope there are people out there that will admit even though the prequels came out when they were younger, that the prequels are nowhere near as good as the original trilogy. Let's just put that one Facts. to bed, please. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Exactly. But, but what about the sequel trilogy? I actually think the sequel trilogy is a lot better than the prequel trilogy. All right. <laughs> I think the prequel, let I think the... The prequel trilogy is just not let, very good. Let the arguments begin. <laughs> 
What about you? What do you think, Clint? Me, um, I enjoyed the the sequel trilogy. I enjoyed because I wasn't at work when I saw them. Uh, I had problems with some of them, and and I couldn't even I couldn't even wrap my mind around it at the time when I was watching them. Uh, some of them seemed convoluted or rushed or just weird. Um, uh, they, I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, it's I don't like them as much as the other six. So. Yeah, but yeah. but again, they're the bottom of the list for me. Again, I had to think. You know, it's like I'm older. This is going in a new direction. New things are happening. Uh, you know, is this good or is it bad? And I have a hard time. I've talked about this before, but when I see the old actors, uh, old, it it kind of yeah. takes me out of the film. It's hard for me. I can't even tell <laughs> if they're doing a good job. It's just weird. It does something to my brain. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, I like Kylo. What about Ren. the idea of seeing? Yeah, Kylo Ren's cool. Uh, what about the idea of seeing Harrison Ford back as an old Indiana Jones, like even I, older than he was in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Dude to 78, man. Uh, he's 78. I, uh, I was trying to think of my dad. It, uh, no way. Um, <laughs> hey, man, if you if you got it, you got it. If they can if they can CGI him running like the Flash, I'm just kidding. No, if they can if they can make him uh, get around. Or, or keep it a little realistic because on the last one, I remember yeah. him running and jumping on, on stuff. Uh, you're probably yeah, going to have so CGI. Have, yeah. You're going to have to have somebody doing probably more of the action. And he's probably going to have to have more of a Sean Connery role in this thing, like right in the sidecar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and they should that'd ham be, that. That'd up. be interesting. They should. They should ham that up and have him be the, uh, you know, the old guy fumbling his notebook around. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and like, uh, come on, we gotta go. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? And and just be should, just being really grumpy. Just be a grumpy <laughs> yeah. old dude like that. I mean, that's uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I think that's what they should do with him uh, because I think if you you can't make a seventy year old man. Uh, that athletic that's just not realistic people are gonna people are just gonna mm. it's gonna turn into a meme you know what i mean like people are gonna laugh about yeah. that so yeah yeah they, so. they can't have him jumping off shit they, <laughs> they can't do that again honestly that this i think this indiana jones film is going to be really good i know we kind of veered off course a bit but i wanted to talk about it for a bit because the cast alone is incredible mads mickelson is the villain yes yes uh, boyd hillbrook's in it yes phoebe waller bridge yes yep. and uh, and then you know having harrison ford in there i wonder whether phoebe waller bridge is going to kind of be the indiana jones type character in this one uh kind of be a bit or like an english kind of history professor type character that like comes along for the ride or something apparently it's going to be about, about the space race as well and uh mads mickelson's going to be playing a nazi former nazi scientist that now works for nasa so oh, it's, wow. it's, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting one and james mangold fantastic director directed one of the best comic book movies ever in uh, logan and actually oh, yeah. i think i see a lot of low i think i see a lot of logan in this upcoming uh uh, Indiana Jones film, uh, especially yeah. the idea of there being an older Professor X or Charles Xavier and an older version of uh, Wolverine. It just worked so well. And I think they're going to hopefully they'll do the same sort of thing with this movie. I'm that, really hyped for it. That just gave me goosebumps. You talking about that? I didn't put yeah. that. I didn't put that together. I, I like that really did. Like you can have uh, if they play him as the old guy and and do that and it's kind of his way to pass the torch and uh, mm. uh like yeah that's beautiful you could have a tragic ending to to uh you know indiana jones saving the world uh yeah that could be fantastic it could be really good yeah 
I think I, heard, I honestly think. That, go on. I, I think heard, this one's going to be great. I, I heard Harrison Ford loves the script. That's what I heard, and uh, yeah. and I know he was all about Han Solo uh, dying. Uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so prediction. I, I'm, I'm pretty I'm predi- sure Indiana Jones will die. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What they should do is have him trip and have the giant boulder just run over him, just like boom. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just <laughs> kidding, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be good. Um, I, I agree. I'm very, I'm very ha- excited for that film. But uh, I suppose veering away from Indiana Jones back to Star Wars land. Uh, what did you make of Star Wars: The Bad Batch, Episode Seven? I believe it was this this week. I enjoyed what it. What did you make of it? I enjoy. Um, uh, for those of you who haven't already seen, I did a recap. I uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's up yet. I don't know if the recaps up it, yet. But, but for small screen, it, no, it's not. It's yeah, not. Yeah, up no, yet. no, it's not it's up not, yet. No. But I, I did a recap. It'll be up if if you don't feel like listening to me for the next few minutes. Uh, you feel free to tune in <laughs> later. But um. Yeah, episode seven was cool. Uh, spoiler: uh, they they uh, deal with their chip situation. They got a chip in their head, and uh, uh, they're they're pretty much earning money. They're doing jobs uh, for Sid, who is the Carla from Cheers character. You guys need to go yeah. out there and get you know blah blah blah. And so they're they're earning money, and uh, and there was a mysterious. I miss I miss uh, guessed it last time. There was a mysterious person mm. in a hologram. You saw the edge of. I thought it was going to be Ahsoka, and it wasn't Ahsoka. It was somebody else. Oh, no. So yeah. So uh, but it was good. It, it tur- Am I supposed to do spoilers right now, or or uh, or you can or... Uh, you can do spoilers. You did say spoilers, so you you okay, can do spoilers. Cool. So yeah, tune yeah. out if you ha- haven't seen it. It turned out to be Rex. So. Yes, which is cool because Rex is awesome, and uh, and they end up with Rex, and then he catches wind that they still have their chips and uh, in in their head, and he's like, "Whoa!" And he gets real. He, I mean, he practically reaches for his gun, you know, and gets real mm. sketched out. And then he says, "Okay, guys, you you guys, we got to fix this because you could you could flip at any time. I you don't even know what what you're capable of. I didn't know what I was capable of, and and I had you know it was bad. So anyway, they go over and." Uh, they find a ship graveyard and uh, on this planet and and go in uh, uh, planet Braca, uh, and they go into the ship graveyard into a big, big Jedi ship and uh, and go to the med bay and basically get these chips out of there. And Wrecker, the big guy, he he mm. he flips and it was really br- a beautiful, a beautiful uh episode like this shipyard the sun shining and there was some water and all that and i was like wow this is i actually stopped and rewound it and was like this is uh not just for storytelling just beautifully done you know what i mean and uh i was like really impressed with that then they get into the ship they start trying to get around and it kind of has a creepy like almost like aliens vibe where you know they're in the dark and things are going on and i was like this is cool i i feel like these artists these people are, are trying to capture certain elements and i feel like they do that I've seen episodes of the show where where they they land on a planet or a, or a rock or something and they're they're outside with flashlights in the dark and it looks like old 80s sci-fi and but it's animated mm. but it looks like like a sci-fi movie. Um yeah. it was cool. Wrecker Wrecker's chip at the last second goes uh goes crazy and he starts chasing everybody, beats everybody's ass uh, and they finally manage to zap him with the blue the blue stun thing and and then uh happy ending. Everybody gets their chips out and and stuff and uh 
And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the condensed version. Long story short, yeah, uh, uh, yeah Hunter Rambo says, uh, well, Rex, if you need us, you know how to get a hold of us. And I don't know what that means. I was like, do they do, do you have a like a bat signal for clone troopers? Like, I don't know what that means. But uh, yeah, so I'm sure we'll see. There's them again. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah there's I, a lot I don't of know. that in this series. So, yeah, that was. Uh, so that, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, long story short, it was 27 yeah. minutes. Uh, that episode was so. Yeah, longer than short. the last few. Yeah, but they're still sh they still feel short, and they they. I would say this is probably the best episode, barring the first one. I think the first episode was by far the best episode. I think this is the best one since, and it really it it starts to it's starting to feel like this show is going somewhere. Because up until this point, I've really felt that the, the episodes have kind of been a, a lot of filler and a lot of, oh, um, what's her face? The, the young, the young clone. Um, uh, Omega. Now. Omega. Omega. Omega gets lost. We have to find Omega, and we found Omega, and then we go to some other planet. But th this, 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 in the last episode, with there was a storyline, there was a through line going through it, and I suppose that is Rex, to be honest, at the at the end of it, that you do see, and um, and the, the and actually, I like the fact that they've kind of been teasing that Rex is going was going to have some kind of thing happen. He's kept on moaning about his head, and then this this was the you know that that it kind of ended up with this with that bit, which is yes, you're right, it was a very it was a kind of oddly beautiful moment. And it, um, and also they there there's a lot of relationship building that they've they've been doing the whole time. It's yeah. like yes, some of these things seem drawn out for but they're short short ass episodes. Like there's not much storytelling that you can do, but they do, and they're and they've been building the relationship like with Hunter and and the kid. You know, it's like yeah, he's like a father figure almost, and then and then you hadn't have had Wrecker and Omega like getting close. And you know you got the big, the yeah. big dumb. Oh yeah, come on, kid. You know, and this, with this. Okay, <laughs> and they're, and they're hanging out and spending a lot of time together. And they set up for they set it up for later. Like they're all buddying up and going out to go get snacks and walking around and spending time together. And they usually are the ones hanging out together, um, which builds for a, a beautiful uh, bit of suspense. When all of a sudden he flips and is about to kill the kid yeah. who's who's his best friend that's good storytelling you know what i mean they they and yeah. you could see it coming it's like and again like uh like the trash compactor with the with the monster in the water that's pulling them down or 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 other alien shows where there's something going on they're like stay away from the water line i'm like well you know sooner <laughs> or later somebody's gonna get pulled underwater you know they'll probably be gone for a long time and then out at the last second just like luke and in uh <laughs> you know and yeah. sure enough that's what happened you know it's a uh it's not they're not all new tricks some of them are old tricks but it's it makes for fun storytelling and you know this is a cartoon it's it's a cartoon yeah, exactly so, you know, you know? I think people forget that it's a yeah. cartoon that's made for kids and um and you, you really feel that more more so with this show than i think any of the others rebels. Uh, like especially that yeah rebels i suppose rebels was a bit but there was i felt i'm gonna be honest i felt like the story in rebels was a bit there was something a bit more interesting about it. I feel this one's a bit more meandering. Yeah, well, um, think about think about a, not to not to disagree with you, but but think about a couple of episodes back when Crosshair just straight up shoots civilians in the face. Yeah, like I was yeah, like, dude, dark. this is kind of yeah. dark. He just murdered some some yeah. civilians. You know what I mean? So it's it's walking. It's 
kind of walking yeah, you, the line. You're right. Yeah, you, you are. You are right. You, yeah, with that, you are. I forgot. Actually, I forgot about that. I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty dark moment of the show. And and of course, Crosshairs is going to come back at some point further down the line. I'm pretty sure he's going to end up being probably the main villain in a weird way. I think they've definitely I, set him up to be. I think he's going to show up next episode because they have the medical bay right there and they got to fix him. Yeah. So they're going to have some big fight. And they just the, the that's also the other thing at the end of the episode, the uh, Scrappers Guild or whatever they're called, uh, called the Empire. And they're like, hey, uh, uh, intruders confirmed on the Jedi cruiser notify <laughs> the Empire. And so the next thing you know, the, yeah. uh, I bet you Crosshair is going to be the closest one by with his guys. They're going to show up. They're going to have a big fight almost lose and then he's either going to come out of it for just a second he's going to be about to hurt his friends and then he's going to like fight it and and or they're going to or they're going to kick their ass and then take him into the medical bay and they're going to remove the chip because they're right there they're not going to go back to camino to do it so so I, no. i'm i'm predicting next episode since they're already on Braca, they're going to get that chip out of crosshair's head it's it's too convenient to not do that yeah do you think do you think there's anything yeah. Do you think what what do you think the whole deal with Omega is? Like Ome what what what's her <sighs> thing? I don't know. I really don't know. Um hmm. you know, I've seen people talk about like is she some kind of uh, uh force sensitive? sensitive cl yeah. Yeah, clone? Uh, I don't know. And also she picked that she picked that blaster up and was able to shoot right away. Um the she couldn't hmm. shoot the bow. She couldn't shoot the bow but uh, because she wasn't strong enough physically strong because enough. she's a she's yeah. a kid but as far as blaster she picked the thing up and shot like really well so i'm wondering if she's going to have um the skills of all of uh, all of the clone troopers all put together because they're all kind of like exaggerated in their own certain ways B besides the strip maybe she'll grow up to be a giant a giant like wrecker i don't know but uh, <laughs> I, i'm wondering if she's going to have uh be enhanced in a whole bunch of ways yeah, that's what I wanted. She also she also knew who Sis really was. Was it Sis? Is that how you say the name? Sis the the Yes, um, yes, yes. The, yes. I think she's just so intuitive. She, she knew who she, I think she's, she's just it's just intuitive, you know what I mean? She's like, these guys are a bunch mm. of dummies. You're sis, aren't you? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Did I just get louder? Uh, uh, what, what? No, 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 you're fine. Okay. <laughs> my mic just got loud in yeah. my ears, so I was like, oh weird. Um no, no. When I watched that or that specific moment, I was like, "Oh, maybe she is force sensitive." That's that's the only that's the time when I was a bit like. And then, yes, you're right. She shot the she took the the blaster and shot it perfectly. Actually, ended up shooting. I think she pulled off quite a few nice shots with the bow as well towards the end of her. Yeah, she did. Time with that. So I, I do wonder whether she's going to be like a super clone. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's what's going to happen. But there's there's people that have yeah. like have theorized because she has a uh, because she has hair like Palpatine. They're like she's like a yeah. clone for Palpatine. I'm like that's just what her hair looks like. It's not she's not a Palpatine. Yeah. Like no, they've they made this clone so that he can transfer his force body or force spirit into another no man people are obsessed is... with palpatine clones aren't they <laughs> yeah yeah i, th I think that's far-fetched yes the hair is kind of similar but hers isn't as receded so i think we're okay i don't mm. think that's i don't think that's the deal yeah well i, th I think i think i ultimately we both like this show i think I'm, I'm i'm optimistic about where it's going i think it's got better in the last couple of episodes so hopefully the next few are going to be even better, and then the ending is going to be the finale is going to be pretty spectacular. I'm hoping, fingers crossed. Uh, I want to before before I let you go, Clint. Yeah, yeah. I would like to talk about Loki because that was the other big release of this week. Was the first episode of Loki. So yeah, and what did I'm you make of it? 
I'm here for the long haul, by the way. If you want to talk Shadow and Bone after that, I'm not going anywhere. I got nothing to do. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah we, uh, we Lo- Loki, I thought it was fantastic. I-, I heard what you were saying at the beginning um, about it being a little bit uh, almost like theater. You know what I mean? Uh, a little yeah. bit like a play. Um, I feel like like uh, Loki's just kind of like that in general anyway. He's always kind of like, yeah. you know, uh, and yeah. I think putting him in a world that is, uh, it is, that's not the normal world. Just, it, it does look a little bit campy, but I think it's fun. Mm. I, I, I think it's great. Mm. I, I honestly, th- this episode for me was really all, I just, I love seeing Owen Wilson be given something that's genuinely interesting to do again. Yeah. Like, I, I was a massive fan of Owen Wilson, like growing up and all, all the films he did with uh, Wes Anderson and stuff like that. He's a genuinely much better actor than people give him credit for. And he is so perfect for this role. And I oh, think absolutely. I do wonder whether, I, I wonder whether like just it's made for that kind of interaction between him and and, and Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Literally, Tom Hiddleston in this is really on his A game as well. Like there is, is so much brilliant Shakespearean acting going on and comedy as well. And that's actual like this. This it's really interesting watching the show because we're watching an old version of Loki. So we're watching Tom Hiddleston play an older version of Loki, a Loki that hasn't progressed as he did in, in, in the MCU and ended up dying a hero, which is what Loki did. Uh, and, and actually have to watch all of that. I thought that was a very impactful scene. Uh, I just love the TVA as well. I love the fact that a guy that works for the TVA doesn't know what a fish is. I think that's that's just brilliant. People were were saying that. Like I've heard several different people on shows and stuff say that. How could he not know what a fish is? You know what I mean? And I th- I think no, I thought it was funny. That guy's either been reset. Uh, he, either the guy's a variant. And he's been reset to 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 play that role. Or he was physically created for that job, and that's all he knows how to do. There's one of two yeah, things, you know it. what I mean? Yeah, and and so it. yeah, yeah. So they're like, how could he be in charge of all time? Like that guy's not in charge of all time. He's in charge He's of just that the desk. Guy that... He's that. <laughs> yeah. That's that guy's purpose is that desk, and that's where he is. And and so yeah, yeah. and there, I don't see any fish at his desk. You know, he knows what what. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, the the interesting thing about this show uh, is like. Loki is such an interesting character and like you said mm. he's he's a uh, uh it's the old Loki who didn't redeem himself and become become a, yeah. a good guy in the end and he's diabolical <laughs> and and I was watching this the first time I was like wow and it's like okay you got these guys basically saying look you were about to be killed but we're going to give you a chance to uh basically repent and then and then maybe you can be on our team right is kind of what the deal is it's like okay well, mm. i'm going to show you your life uh ghost of christmas past style and and let yeah. you let you see how how you've behaved and what you're doing uh and then you can you can uh, you can choose to be good and come with us or or it could be that hey we're t- we're doing all this stuff to basically fool you into thinking that we are good and we're going to control you and we need you to go do something. And uh, it's another like, I don't necessarily mm. know that the time variance authority is, is good. And also, also the other thing, too, is is I don't necessarily think they broke Loki. That's the thing. It's like 
It's like they make it look like, okay, he's trapped, he's powerless. And then, and then he, and then they, they finally, after all these things, they broke him. And then he, now he's going to be, go off and work with them, you know, almost for them. I don't necessarily think that's true. Um, I watched it. I watched it twice. And uh, after watching it the second time, I'm looking at everything and, and I'm thinking, okay, no, what is Loki? Loki is one, he's diabolical. Right. And he's mischievous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but he's diabolical and he's always looking at stuff and looking for the greatest power for one. And and he's always looking at things. And if something and he think he's also got a huge ego and thinks he is great. And and when things don't line up with that, he stops and then he and almost physically does it. He'll stop and go, hmm. And then he's thinking about the thing and he goes, okay. And he'll change his plan or change. He's constantly rechanging his plan based on analysis yeah. of what's going on around him. And so in this, he's <clears throat> going around and I think it's like, okay, uh, you saw it when he sees the, the he gets the Tesseract because that's the, that's the greatest power. It's going to help him. And then all of a sudden he sees the infinity stones and he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Okay. And he has an epiphany. He says, oh, this is not the greatest power in the universe for me to be the the greatest God. This is the greatest power. Exactly. I, yeah. And he's like, but it's not like I'm subs I'm going to be subservient or I give up. No, that's not how he thinks. He thinks, how can I manipulate these guys into letting me take their power? And that's how Loki thinks. So Loki goes back yeah. to his room and he's sitting there and then he watches the thing and he sees some things that are emotional and, and hurt him and stuff. But the thing the thing that got me is when he starts laughing, he's like, <laughs> and, and, and they're, he's like great purpose, huh? You know, when, when he, when he sees himself die and, and it makes the, the audience think great purpose, huh? Yeah. Look, I was a failure. I, I didn't become a mm. huge God. I was a failure. That's not necessarily what he's saying. I think he's laughing because he says great purpose. I am uh, uh, I am destined for great purpose and I dodged another <clears throat> bullet. I, I dodged another bullet. I would have died right there had I had the universe decided not to pull me in here and I'm not done yet. I'm now let's yeah. play ball and take the power. And I think a lot of people just think that he, that he was laughing like, Oh, <laughs> what a failure I am. <laughs> now, that's not Loki. Loki is like, okay, I dodged another bullet because I'm a badass and I'm destined for greatness. Now let's go, let's go take this, this uh, time power and, and become the, and I think that's the the real deal. I don't think he was, uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, I think they made it look I, like, he, no, he, I, he, I, like, I do wonder whether him seeing himself be killed by Thanos was a moment that made him think, okay, well, if that's how I die in that, in that like timeline, I think I've been I've been given a second chance to avoid this and actually become even more powerful. So I do wonder. And Loki only ever cares about one person, and that's Loki himself. And, uh, but that's and what, yeah, that's why he starts laughing. He's like, ha, 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 mm. "You can't get Loki. I'm destined for greatness. Let's do you know yeah. uh, this." As and my dad would I say, suppose... the, the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. That's what my dad would say. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> I, I do. I I wonder what the big reveal of the end of the episode at the end of the episode means because uh um uh, owen wilson's character is it uh, morbius or morbus i can't remember Mor how you pronounce it more morbius uh, yeah 
Mobius says that it's Mobius. Sorry, Mobius. Mobius is someone as the vampire. Yeah. Um. The the end of the episode says that the time the variant they're looking for is is him is Loki. He doesn't actually say he's Loki. He says it's you. Right. And uh, and I'm wondering whether a version of a previous version of Loki that had this has happened before, and he has realized how powerful the TVA is and is trying to get the power for himself. This is why the judge. I don't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. I was going to say that's why the judge. The that's why the judge looks at Owen Wilson and is like, "You can't be serious. You've already screwed this up one time by getting Loki to do something, and now you want to. You can't be wanting to do this again." And he's like, "Yeah, I want to do this. It's nice looking up at you. You know what I I mean? I've got a very good feeling about this one. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's that's, uh, this time is going to work. I I swear. Yeah." and I think that's why <laughs> that's pretty good, man. Uh, and I think that's why the why the uh, why the time uh, guard or time cop or whatever she is uh, is has it out for him so much is because she's already had to deal Maybe. with this. You know what I mean? That's why. Yeah. He probably double crossed her uh, before, and that's why they're out there trying to trying to get him in the first place. But also the the way that the very first the very first scene you have with Owen Wilson is in is in a, a church in France, <coughs> where the kid he sees the kids and he talks to the kid and he sees that the kid's been given a stick like some sort of sweet that makes his mouth blue, and uh, to me that screams like mischief like Loki. Who else would give like you know? It's like he gave him this sweet that's like kind of a Ka- weird like cut makes his mouth a Ka- weird color and stuff. Kaplui, I think it was called Kaplui yeah. gum. I think yeah, yeah, Kaplui, yeah. And and I, I, there was definitely something in there. And I'm, I know that the minute they show the devil, um, it, you know, when he points the. And then everyone's going to say, oh, my God, Mephisto is going to be in this. I'm yeah. like, no, no, they're not doing Mephisto. They're not. They're, I, I yeah. was actually surprised that they even showed the devil in this, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it, it's just to be a, a horned a horned guy that's supposed to represent Loki is all is all it's supposed and to be. I, exactly. I think... And we we know that Loki's going to have his horns in this one because we've seen it. Yeah, so go on. So yeah. Keep on saying, keep going. Oh, I, I wanna. I feel like I read somewhere that that uh, the director or show somebody has already confirmed. I don't hold me to it because I don't have a name, but I, but I feel like I heard that the they already confirmed that's not supposed to be Mephisto. They're like, hey, relax, hmm. guys. It's not Mephisto. That's not that's not what it is. But do you reckon they're going to bring Mephisto into the MCU? I, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, you know, People they say are desperate for it. Yeah, but they say because of uh, but China not allowing demons to be shown and and the money, the yeah. potential money from China, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do that. Uh, it's the reason, mm. from what I understand. So and and I, I see a lot of people in the chat saying that um, they're saying so. Official Phil Millen says film Phil Millen says I think the TVA is controlled by Kang the Conqueror, and then uh, apparently this is something that's a. Uh, Danzi agrees with says I've heard something similar tapped uh, that Kang is one of the timekeepers. So we know that Kang or, or um, who's the actor that's the, that they cast for Ant Man three uh, to play oh, the I, role. I don't have it on me, but uh, but uh, um, uh, let me have a look. Uh, this is uh, da, 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 it's in- jo- Jonathan Majors. Yes, it's yeah Jonathan Majors who was in um, he was in Lovecraft Country. Yes, he's, he's really going to be in the new Creed, also. Yeah, he is. 
And uh, and so it, I mean, it seems to be as though he's playing Kang the Conqueror, but that hasn't actually been officially announced. I don't think. Is it official? I oh, know it is official. Well, apparently, it is official. But th- that seems like a very big character to just kind of reveal like that. So I, I mean. The other thing that they were saying is that little cartoon that they had with uh, that showed the the mm. story of the time of the TVA, and it shows the cartoons of the timekeepers, and there's three of them. Yes. The one the one in the middle is like the spitting image of Kang. It looks like Kang. So there's yeah. been a lot of people like that's Kang. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kang the Conqueror will come come into this at some point. Uh, if they've, I mean, Marvel Marvel Studios has already looked to cast someone for the role. Very very good casting, if you ask me. So I'm pretty sure he'll f- factor into this somehow. Uh, may I'm not sure if they'll they'll reveal him in Ant Man th- uh, before Ant Man three though. That's something I'm not because we know we know that these that Kevin Feige likes these shows to kind of be their own thing, and nothing too major happen in these shows, and they kind of be. Um, like tights and just not you know so that people that just watch the movies don't feel too lost you know if, if something major happens in one of the oh, series yeah. then that that'll kind of throw off a lot of viewers that don't actually watch the disney plus shows yet like the disney plus marvel shows yet so i don't think they'll and they'll reveal kang the conqueror in loki i think literally i think the villain of this will be loki versus loki and yeah. that's what it's going to be There's um, which is interesting in itself yeah, there's talk. There's, there's going to be Lady Loki in, in this at some point too. I don't know if you maybe, heard that. maybe. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I mean, there are, there are, yes, there, there, there's talk. There's going to be what Loki's going to play, like going to be played by a woman at one point, and this is like Loki in disguise, basically, isn't it? And I they think, sh- they show the they show his file <clears throat> at some point when he's getting yes. checked in or something, and it Gen- says it on, gender on the fluid. Phone. Yeah, yeah. He's, ge- he's gender fluid, or is it, yes, Loki is gender gender fluid. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot is happening already in this first episode. I thought this first episode was really really um, promising. Uh, I already I'm much more into this show than I have been into any of the other Marvel shows. I think I think this is just stronger. I think maybe there's something about it that the char- I think One Division was stronger than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think the ending was just disappointing. That that that, that was yeah. The thing that disappointed me, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was fine, but I think that really suffered from massive. Like they had to rework the show completely, and you can kind of tell uh, because of the pandemic, because it was originally going to feature a virus plotline, which they then got rid of, and I think that really hurt the show. I think this is a show that's self-contained, has really good actors in it. We're going to get not only do we have Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson in it, we're also going to get uh, Richard E. Grant, who is one of my favorite actors of all time, is going to be in this. I'm cool. really excited to see what he does. Uh, you've got uh, Guggen Bathar-Raw, who's in the first episode. She's brilliant in everything she's in. And I just feel like this is just one of the wackiest kind of Marvel things they've ever done. And m- more Loki, more Tom Hiddleston. Yes, please give it to me. I think he's brilliant in it. I think he's fantastic. The first episode, when he's going down those shoots that you know and just him yeah. being like i am loki and it's like no one gives a shit man yeah. <laughs> do you know it's who probably because they've yeah. seen this before <laughs> yeah it's, it's probably because they've seen it all before uh but they i i'm i also like the kind of there's almost you know there, there's that kind of mystery vibe about it as well with the the murder mystery thing there's almost like a uh a, what's the show true detective feel 
mm-hmm. in a weird way when he's he's uh, looking. You know, they they haven't gone full true detective. That would have been cool. But uh, th- there's an element of that with the detective kind of Owen Wilson having to figure out what's going on, and I, I really like it. I just really really liked it. It's a lot more sci-fi feeling too, you know what I mean? And and there's like a weird, it's a weird feeling of like, um, kind of like Beetlejuice when they go, you know, yeah. you end up in a, in a weird place where like, where am I? You know what I mean? And it's, it's like office themed, you know, not the TV show, but like, you know, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. it's cool. Like they'll, they'll mix in like modern technology with like sixties looking stuff. And it's all, it's mm. just really cool. Even the credits and things, everything was really well, well done. Thought out and really well done, and yeah. I think I think they did a beautiful job. Um, so kudos to those guys. Like, uh, it was really fun, and I and the the music, everything. I remember sitting there just watching and like, wow, this is cool. And I wanted it to go on for two hours. Like, I wanted it to be a Me movie too. and and finish. You know, like finish watching the movie. I'm yeah. like, crap, I gotta wait a week to, for this. Uh, but but this this is the feeling I've had with all of their Marvel stuff. Yeah. though. <laughs> this one more this one more than the others. So. The other ones felt more like TV shows, and this one felt more like a movie. And also, you know, mm. uh, like you said, uh, uh, Owen Wilson, super likable. Like it, that's an important mm. thing in in like storytelling. You you need to make people feel for these characters or or relate to the characters and like the characters. Owen Wilson's just super likable, very level headed, and it's just it, it it's just funny. He's dealing with this this uh, disruptive guy, and it, I don't know. You just you just like him. And then Loki, they did a we already loved Loki, but they did a great job of mm. of of making us feel for him. He's like you know with all this drama and like you know even getting a lump in your throat at at one point, you know. Uh, watching his mom die and all this like and i feel yeah. like that i feel like that means he's gonna have a victory on the next like he's been broken down and 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 felt emotion and hurt that means next episode he's gonna have some victory and we're gonna like be celebrating with him at, uh, at some point i don't know what's <laughs> gonna happen but something's gonna happen i guarantee it you you said something quite interesting after you'd watched the show you you told me that uh tom hiddleston should play bond I I think so, man. There's there's the DB mm. Cooper party plays. If, if you haven't seen yes. it, guys, uh, there's a there's a part where he's where they're talking about the things he's done in his life, and they're like, and then that time you were DB Cooper, which was a bet for <laughs> that he had with Thor, um, and uh, and it's really cool. He's got sunglasses, short hair, suit, and he's very suave. And even the yeah. thing that the thing that did it is that the the flight attendant who should be horrified is <laughs> like. Ooh, you know much like a bond <laughs> yeah. you know she was she was worked up over over him and he, it was like oh here you go you know and i thought perfect i was like dude that's bond right there so mm. he's he's, he's wanted little, that role for years yeah he's he's a little i mean he's a little goofier looking of a of a guy god tom if you ever hear me that i said that i mean it in an endearing <laughs> way i don't mean i mean i mean like I mean, like we've talked about Henry Cavill uh, being Bond, and he's a, he's like perfectly structured face. Uh, mm. Tom uh, Tom Hiddleston's a good looking man. Uh, he's just he's just not as much of a, of a model looking guy as the other guy. He's more. I think yeah. of him as more of a smart uh, Academy Award winning actor. I don't think of him as the chiseled, uh, good looking actor. I'm just digging myself in a hole. If Tom ever sees this, I'm done. Um, but yeah, I think he would. <laughs> I, I, yeah, honestly, I think he would be a fantastic uh, 007. He's 40 years old. I don't know if that's if that makes he makes him too old for that or not. But he's a bit on the old. He's a bit on the older side. Yeah. But uh, Danzig says many of this. Many said the same thing when Hiddleston did the Night Manager, which is a show. Actually, if you want to. 
see Tom Hiddleston basically be Bond, then watch The Night Manager because uh, he is basically Bond in that show. It's a really good show. Also, I think it has Ray Fiennes in it as well. Um, it's a very, very good show. And um, Leroy Kong says, of course, Henry Cavill would be a better Bond. Loads of people want Henry Cavill, but don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, <clears throat> shall we move away from Loki and on to some so, some actual like news that uh, was <laughs> was broken uh, by 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 us, but nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What um, do you got? <laughs> yeah, so Shadow and Bone season two yeah. has, has been renewed by Netflix. Um, so we have, I uh, can confirm now, we have got a, an interview going up on the site at some cool. point uh, in, in the not-so-distant future with Jeremy Webb. And Jeremy Webb is one of the directors of Shadow and Bone. He also directed some episodes of The Punisher. He directed episodes of Legion, of The Runaways. Uh, he is a British director, originally started off uh, on um, uh, British productions, like uh, he did episodes of Doctor Who, of Merlin, and then he won. An, he was nominated for an Emmy for an episode he did on Downton Abbey. So he's 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 a very very talented director, and he directed the last two episodes of Shadow and Bone, which, in my view, are the best episodes of Shadow and Bone. So he directed the uh, penultimate episode and the finale. And uh, we we broke the news that um, Shadow and Bone had been renewed for season two, and that was a cup back on the twenty fifth of May. We uh, we put that article up, and then. A lot of other sites <laughs> a couple of days ago posted. Ex- we don't put exclusives. That's the thing. I don't put exclusive at the, on, uh, on my articles. I just write what's being what what I've been told. And um, a lot of other websites put exclusives in all caps. And uh, yeah, they they try and get away with it. But the Hollywood, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter, wasn't it? Then did uh, break the news that uh, 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 Shadow and Bone was it? Eric, Hollywood Reporter. Well, Eric Kaiser uh, announced it on Twitter. And uh, if anybody wants yeah. to know what that, what that looks like, it looks like this. Boom. Uh, in January, Netflix uh, sent us off to write the scripts uh, with hopes that we'd get renewed. Uh, we would we'd get renewed and uh, could hit the ground running. Uh, this common practice. This is common practice, but man, I need to learn how to read. Uh, but it's just as common. Uh, you do all the writing and don't get picked up. So we're lucky uh, and thrilled to continue. Finally, at the end of April. Um, I took a Twitter hiatus uh, to manage the daunting final month of uh, season two writing, and it did wonders for my mental health. So I will vanish into the shadows again, friends, and passing the ping and blah, blah, blah. Okay, anyway. uh, And then uh, Alex said, uh, what did it say? Anyway, this is just Eric Heiser uh, giving a shout out to the people that helped construct season two and then it came out in like the hollywood reporter or whatever but this was the these were yeah. the twitter twitter things so that was a i just threw those up there just so i'd have them ready it's like it's like <laughs> i knew we were going to talk about this it's weird it's um, like you knew it so it's weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and um I know, I know that this show is watched for uh, uh, 1.2 billion minutes in the in the U.S. Yes. Uh, it debuted over the weekends, which is crazy. It's got 87 at Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 90% audience score, uh, which is which is fantastic. So, and it was uh, at number one for 12 days. So, mm. there's your stats. It was, yeah, on, watched, on yeah. <laughs> in the first four weeks, watched by 55 million households, which is a lot for for a, a new show. And um, it began. Uh, Netflix's metrics are a bit weird. They count two minutes as a watch, 
So, uh, you know, there's, that's how they do their, their, that's how they do their things. But, uh, I really think this is, this is really good news because it's a really good show. Go on. I was going to say, which, which is cheating. If you're talking about Jupiter's legacy, because I turned it off after two minutes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I shouldn't, talk, <laughs> no. shouldn't talk smack. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, that's fine. If you're telling the truth, I think you watched the whole thing though. You no, did, I you watched did the, the review, whole thing. So I, yeah, hope you, I, I, I watched, watched the whole thing. thing. Yeah. Um, um but. With, with this with this show, I watch the whole thing because I think it's that good. And I, I don't always watch the whole. I don't always watch a lot of Netflix shows the whole way through. I tend if they're not if they're not really speaking to me, I tend to just say, "Look, I don't have that much time to waste on this that I'm not enjoying." Which was going to be the case with Jupiter's Legacy, but we're going to talk about it on the show, so I had to finish it. Uh, but with Shadow and Bone, I really just loved every episode, and I loved the characters. And I love the world they were creating. It's kind of a steampunk kind of uh, yeah. like fantasy vibe going on. Uh, and I think Ben Barnes is brilliant in it. I think the lead uh, actress is really good. I forget. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Uh, I really like the uh, the character, the uh, kind of something the younger Maylee. guy. Uh, yeah, May, May Lee is a Jess. Is it Jessica May Lee? Something like that. Maybe uh, but she's really good, and I really, I really like the the guy that's. Um, you need to. You, you're better at this than me, remembering names and stuff. But he's the character that has a limp, that has a, a cane. Oh, you're talking cane. about Freddie Carter, who plays Kaz. Uh, Freddie Carter. Yeah, plays yeah. Kaz. Uh, he's he's Brilliant fantastic, character. dude. Uh, I really liked uh, yeah. Inej. Inej was uh, was his like his ninja uh, girlfriend, yes. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That it, yeah. Uh, she was awesome the whole that's the thing i uh i talked about it in a video that did the whole thing about this show is the casting was just fantastic uh jesse mm. jesse may lee is is alina starkoff jesse um, yeah, ben yeah. barnes we already liked him he was he was awesome uh, yeah. everyone shined in this thing um something interesting uh and also pe people uh are curious what what the second season is going to be about um they they haven't really announced that yet i've seen some things in comments looking in different uh, different chats that, that have said oh mm. they're going to do this one person said oh they're going to do uh they're going to do five seasons i haven't found anything that confirms that um i i no. found a thing a thing that said uh that they could do up to three seasons um but the thing about these this uh is there's a lot of material. There's one trilogy, two duologies, which I'd never even heard duologies, <laughs> duologies, eight short stories and two companion novels in, in, involved in this, yeah. like this universe, the Grishaverse. So they could really go to town. The thing about this thing is um, th that I didn't know uh, is they, they combined different books to make the first season of the yeah. show, which yeah. I don't know if you knew that Edward, but, but uh, uh, I guess it's the two first books. No, it's it's a uh, the oh. first book is Shadow and Bone, and uh, yeah. then they had this other duology with with uh, with that was Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, Crows, and yeah. and it was two different stories. So like the Shadow and Bone is actually like uh, is the story of Alina Starkoff, and it's kind of a kind of the chosen one kind of a story that we're familiar with, you yeah. know, like and and that she's like the chosen one, and then you had this other book that actually happens in the future. It's it takes place after Shadow and Bone. Uh, 
Siege of the Storm, Ruin the Rising, or that are the other books in the trilogy. After that comes Six of Crows and Cricket Kingdom. And that's where you get the dregs. And uh, dregs is Kaz, who you were talking about, Inej, uh, and Jesper, and that whole crew. That's 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 like a crew that does heists and all that. Their book mm. is more of a heist thing of their gang going off and doing stuff. And it's more people that are not special, like the Chosen One or Magical. It's like norm, more normal people. That's what their adventures are all about. And um, what's funny is Eric Heiser, Heiser the uh, the uh, showrunner. Showrunner. Yeah, he, he had read Six of Crows before the other stuff and he was a big fan of that but he's supposed to do shadow and bone and so, but he's like kind of kind of loves the other books too and he says you know what i want to i want to put these together and at first lee berdugo the the uh, the author she was kind of kind of like i don't know about that and then he kind of explained like well you know there's they're more of a heist situation and this what if they take uh alina starkoff and then these guys go and she was like I'm f- okay. I'm following you. And they kind of just figured it out. And, uh, and mm. so I, th- I thought it was fascinating that, that, uh, uh, because it would have been a real focused, real focused one story, one dimensional story. But now all of a sudden, because you include this other storyline going on over here, it's almost like, uh, the Targaryens over here. And then you got Winterfeld over here and it, it makes it more of a vast uh, universe and a bigger, bigger story. And it makes, it just makes it more enjoyable, you know, bouncing around like that. And I thought it was cool. So yeah. anyway, yeah, but so that's, they did, a, they did a really good job fantastic. bringing those two stories together. And uh, I, I do wonder what they're going to do next. I have seen people claim that it's like gonna, they want to make five seasons of it. A lot of it comes from We Got This Covered, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> trust them hundred uh, percent. I've heard uh, Siege, what uh, Siege and, and Storm, which is the second book. That there's a there's a yes. lot of uh, people that say it's probably going to be based off of that, which makes which makes sense. We're going to uh, have to read these books <laughs> for real. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, there was a Collider <laughs> ar- article. Uh, Heiser um, said uh, did an interview with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and basically said, yeah, my house looks like a crazy person's house. There's like storyboards mm. and pictures and things all over the place, and uh, uh, which I imagine I've never written anything like that. I've I've worked on a script with some friends and stuff, but I've never done anything as extensive as a universe like this with like pre-written material where you get to create. I can't imagine yeah. how much fun that would be. Uh, you know, I'm a geek that loves to watch this stuff but i could i would love to at least just be a fly on the wall and watch them put something like that together it sounds awesome um but anyway the uh the, the pretty much uh the article the, they basically say what i told you earlier about you know there's a trilogy yeah. uh two duologies a bunch of short stories and a companion book and stuff uh novels and stuff so there's a lot a, of stuff to this tons world. tons of content <laughs> uh, uh, so I'd, we could we I'd could never have... even heard about it before the netflix show was announced i'm gonna be honest like it wasn't on my radar at all Mean it, but I can... bit, YA sometimes goes a bit over my head because it is YA basis, young adult stuff. Yeah. No? Well, I could tell you yeah. they have a passionate fan base because I put, I put out some yeah. uh, some news uh, videos about this stuff and posted some things, and I've been getting comments and likes and all kinds of stuff. And they're a very active uh, fan base, and I think this thing is, uh, just from the what I've seen of this, I think that's going to grow and grow and grow. I think it's going to be yeah. huge, like Game of Thrones. Maybe not I mean, quite game of thrones big but almost yeah. it's already pretty huge so yeah. i think this is they're looking they're looking at this as a as a, yeah as a kind of almost not not i think they're looking at the witcher as their sort of game of thrones type show 
but but this one is definitely something that they think they can get a lot out of and uh and i think i really do i really am excited for this second season and i hopefully fingers crossed it's going to be as good as the first one they they've got a lot of very very talented people involved in this show so i wouldn't really be worried about it but if you, if you haven't checked out um shadow and bone yet do go and watch it because it's it's more than just ya you know a lot of people kind yeah. of like to say that YA is not that great, but this is actually there's something more here. There's some fantasy elements to it. There's some steampunk Elliot, uh, steampunky elements to it. There's a bit of Harry Potterish stuff to it as well, with the whole chosen one type type, type stuff that's going on. I, I just think there's a lot of very good stuff in there, and there's some pretty cool monsters in it as well. So, yeah, and half of the uh, half. Uh, uh, half <clears throat> I, I don't mean to interrupt you, man. I was just going to say no, half half of the battle uh, with the show. Uh, is is casting like Friends was a huge success yeah. because of casting. This show is 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 success, successful as it is because of the cast. They're a fantastic cast. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. that, that was all I wanted I'm to say. We, I'm glad we could. I'm glad we could go over Shadow and Bone because it's a really good show, and I, and I think we should cover it more. And I think we should probably do do a video on it uh, somewhere down the line and talk about it in more detail. Might cut this out actually and put this out as a clip which will be fun. And if I cool. do so, I will cut it here. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's let's go and have a look at what people are saying because I think some people are asking about the show in particular. Um, cool. So uh, here we go. I need to finish Sweet Tooth before starting Shadow and Burn. You guys making me feel better about starting it sounds good. That's good. Uh, we want everyone yeah. to, to watch it. And um, then um, By the Bitter Zeus says, is it family friendly? Yes, it is family friendly. I think you can watch it. There are some elements of it that might be a bit scary for some people, but it it is a family friendly show. And that was something that uh, a lot of of people, uh, especially Jeremy Webb, the director, he does a lot of kind of family friendly stuff and he really likes that aspect of it as well. Uh, By the Bitter Zeus then says, sorry to be off topic, but uh, I'd like to see Mindhunt to get a third season. I believe you touched on it on your website, Edward. Any words? Yes, the word is that they're getting close to a deal. That's that's the last article we published about it, is that um, David Fincher is interested in doing a third season of Mindhunter, something that he wasn't interested in doing a while back. But it seems as though Netflix is very keen on getting the ball rolling on this one again, because the show, basically the show was never cancelled. What they did, which is kind of what they do with Jupiter's Legacy, <laughs> is they, uh, they, they re- released everyone from their contracts. The difference between Jupiter's Legacy and Mindhunter is that the actors actually enjoyed working on the show and really want to do a third season, and the show is also really good. So <laughs> uh, it didn't. It, it didn't get the one thing I will say about it is it cost a lot of money, but it didn't cost anywhere near as much money as Jupiter's Legacy. But it did at the time cost Netflix a lot of money, uh, and it didn't quite get the return of an, an investment that they wanted. Uh, it didn't get the amount of views that they wanted it to get. But what it did get was critical acclaim. The show was incredibly well received. Uh, what the the big problem though with it is that it, it took a lot out of David Fincher. David Fincher literally uh, read the scripts for season two that had been written, hated them, and chucked them out and rewrote the whole thing. Direct, literally directed the whole thing basically on his own. Like he was the director of most of it, and he said it was basically working a ninety-hour work week on that show. It was a lot. Took a lot out of him. <clears throat> he then wanted to go away and do other things, so he went and made Mank. Uh, it looks like he wants to come back to it, so that that's that's where we are now. We're being told that there are on, there's ongoing negotiations between him and Netflix. That's the last thing I've been told, and I will let you know if I hear anything else. But uh, uh, hopefully, it's happening. Hopefully, 
that's they, there is some hope anyway. And then Thomas Wayne goes back to Shadow and Bone and says Shadow and Bone's great, much better than Jupiter. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a comparison to be made. <laughs> I just read an article that was that was actually comparing. Uh, well, it was talking about really? Jupiter's le- legacy, and I'll send it to you after the after this. But it was, yeah, uh, and I it, need to read that. Yeah, and and it it pretty much put the stats. Uh, the interesting thing is Jupiter's legacy uh, on the second week increased uh their 46 percent mm. increase in in views so it's like uh the first the first uh week with the nielsen ratings the first week it was like uh, 696 million uh views and then the second week it was like uh 1.02 billion views so it's like it went uh, almost doubled you know in view, views yeah. and then it talks about the behavior of uh, of shadow and bone too and and, uh, and all that but uh, it's interesting the funny that's thing really, that's unusual yeah, the, the weird it, thing it goes is up after. Yeah, and Shadow and Bone do, it does it too. It just means that people start talking about it, people start writing about it, uh, and then then <laughs> after, after you see these articles on on small screen and stuff, you're like, oh, I got to check this show out, you know. So, <laughs> and hear about it on this show as well. Uh, of course. Yeah. By the bit, as he says, uh, I see why you needed to take a break. Then thank you for responding. No, no, no worries. I think Finch. It took a lot out of Finch. I think uh, Mindhunter. Uh, but I've heard it. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully it will happen because everyone wants a season three, including uh, one of the actors. I uh, can't remember his name now. Uh, he's plays one of the leads in the show. I'm blanking on his name, but he. Uh, I know I have it on good authority that he is desperate to do Mindhunter season three. Um, Dan Zig asks, uh, "Did you hear any further news on the Aya cut, Ed? Uh, at the moment, uh, it's it's kind of." It seems as though it's that it's just radio silence on that, and I think a lot of that has to do with the merger with Discovery. So I, I do wonder whether a lot of those sorts of um, projects, potential projects, have really been put on hold as they try and work out what the hell they're doing. <laughs> I, think, I think we've discussed it, it before. Warner Media is in a bit of a bizarre state, so I still think they'll release the air cut. Uh, I, again, I had it on good authority that this the the movie was basically edited uh, back in I think it was April. It was finished and ready to be released. But uh, who who knows what's going to happen with that thing? Hopefully, the fact that the likes of Sarnoff might be gone by 2023 might mean that they'll just say, you know what, let's release this. Let's do like a director's cut and just release it straight to HBO Max. Makes sense. And I think a lot of people will like it. So we'll love to watch it. It'll do very well for HBO Max. Don't you think, James? Um, sorry, not James. James, not here. Clint. I, I think so. They're like, well, let's put this thing out on, on Discover Brothers Plus and, and uh, you know, and just get some more subscriptions. Uh, I mean, it's... It, I th- it's I th- it's, it's got to be called Discovery Bros Plus, no? Discovery, Discovery Bros Plus. Discover Brothers, because you got to take the R from oh, the yeah. Warner. Discover Warner. Brothers, yeah. Yeah, Discover Brothers. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it would be silly to have a thing that millions and millions of people want to see. Have it sitting on your desk and not put it on your streaming service. You don't even have to. Yeah. You don't even have to. I mean, you don't have to send it to theaters. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> All you got to do is just throw it on the uh, on the streaming service, and the public will do the rest. Like you don't even have to exactly. market the thing. You could just put it on there, and not say anything. It would explode. It would be even more of a thing than if you advertised it. People would freaking lose yeah. their mind. And yeah. I know that uh, by the bit of Zeus would, and he says, uh, Zaslav, uh, Zaslav, don't let us down. I can't say his name properly. That's a difficult one to say for me. I'm sorry. Zaslav. And he's, 
Zaslav. He also says, Zaslav. hopefully it survives that dumpster fire. Hopefully it does. And I think on that note, we will say goodbye. I'll let you go, Clint, because uh, <laughs> we've been we've been doing this for longer than we usually do. And yeah, man, uh, I'm, we've I'm, been talking about so much stuff. I'm having a good time, so I'm 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 here. <laughs> if if you where, where can <laughs> if you go, sorry, it's because if you're trying to run me off, I'll see you later. I'm just kidding. No, uh, where can no, you find it's, me? No, it's just late for me now. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. You, where man. can you find me? Yeah. You can find me at, at YouTube.com/slash Clint Baker Channel or the OG Clint Baker on Twitter. If you want to email me, if you want to message me or uh, or whatever, uh, you can find me there. And um, yeah, I've I put videos about things like this both on uh, small screen and and my own channel. So um, and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. And Edward, I always have a good time chatting with you, man. <laughs> and please do go and check out Clint everywhere. The channel is brilliant. You're doing some brilliant stuff on there, Clint. Thank and you. I'm Thank you very much. Jealous of some of the stuff you're doing. I'm going to be honest. It's really, really good. Oh. Very good quality. Very good content. And I know you, you don't like that word, but it is very good content. No, it's, <laughs> it's, I've been having a good time. You know, it's, I, I used to do a stream much like this where I, I talk <clears throat> with my buddy Dirk and, uh, and he just not yeah. able to do it anymore. And so I just started doing solo videos, but for me to get on a stream and be able to chat, chat with people in the, in the, uh, in the ch chat with people in the chat is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, so thank you guys for having me on. I always have a great time. It's, it's lovely having you on all the time, Clint. And uh, you can follow us at Small Screen Co. Right, you can see it right down in the. Well, would that be your left? Your be your left hand corner, I think, if you're watching this. Uh, and um, it's on the right. It's, it's there. It's on the right. I don't know. I don't know if it flips it or whatever. I'm. I, I'm. Yeah. It's it's underneath Clint Small Screen Co. And uh, you can go to the website as well, which is at small-screen.co.uk. And you know what? If you want to follow me, you can do that as well. That's at EJ Lauder. And uh, I just post stuff about... Actually, sometimes I tease some articles that are coming out on small screen, uh, some things that we've been working on uh, solidly for quite some time. There are some things that are coming out, so do keep a close eye on that. Uh, we we are constantly working to... Uh, this is, It's just been brilliant doing this. And... Uh, we're getting we've got some interesting articles coming out on stuff so hopefully you'll enjoy that as well some good news as well not always bad news <laughs> i always seem to be giving people bad news <laughs> i feel bad about that uh but yes uh so you can follow us there and uh, i hope you have a lovely weekend guys and you know what i'm gonna say this enjoy the euros because the euros are happening at the moment in europe the uh the soccer the soccer Ooh. so i hope everyone enjoys that if you're into football as it's actually called uh so yeah <laughs> Football. football thanks clint thanks, thanks guys man. and we'll see you in the next one cheers and goodbye